You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Welcome to the JCN Podcast Show. Episode number 12. I'm Jessica. <laughs> and I'm Carissa. And we're here today to talk to you about another exciting topic. <laughs> we're talking about shit. <laughs> Literally. Literally talking about all the wonders of doing the perfect poo. The good, the bad and the ugly. Which is so important for us. And we <laughs> want to break it on down and talk about everything you need to know. Everything this is, you need to know about you and your poo. That's right. It's something we talk about every single day with every single client in the JCN clinic. And it's so vital for your health. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't really understand what makes a healthy poo slash stool. Um, and we want you at the end of this to really understand what you're looking for yeah. and what's not right, what is right and what can be done. And why we're so fixated on this in our clinic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So to get started, we're going to talk about why a poo or a healthy poo is so important. Um, and I guess we're going to delve into what we're looking for with diagnosis as well. Mm-hmm. But um would you like to start by chance with talking about <laughs> why a healthy uh, a healthy poo as such you is so important? You don't want to say poo, do you? Like, I don't <laughs> really like the idea. Not... I'm just like poo. I'm used to so used to saying stools. Yeah, to be stool. Honest. Honestly, I'm probably more used to saying mm, stool. Stool yeah. or the other s word that I've already used. So yeah. let's just yeah. not say the word poo. Okay. Let's... From here on out, no one's allowed to say the word poo. Okay. <laughs> it's like the nice bridging word isn't it's it like it's the like kids word, you can like... use you can say with us it's always stool yeah. and then there's a lot of clients are more comfortable when they come in and they'll talk about it as a poo i think yeah. that's where i come at it from yeah and then it's really or rare bowel that someone motion. Would, yeah bowel motion yeah. yeah yeah it's really rare that someone will come in and tell you about like i had a good shit yesterday <laughs> like it's <laughs> that's just rare is it it's for kind you? of rare <laughs> <laughs> I find a lot of my clients don't tend to use those words. So you, you kind of got to find yeah. the right word that they feel comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, that's very true. And I do find like a lot of people aren't comfortable. Like well, you've got those clients that will just come in and tell you straight away about oh my their God, bowels. Yeah. And then you've got the ones that are just like very like kind of – you know what I do find? I find for, for guys you would think – because obviously like, I, like with my partner and circle friends, like I find guys in a social environment are so comfortable talking about their own crap. Yeah. Literally. Oh, there you go. There's another one. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you get them in a consultation room one-on-one with you as a female and it's like they kind of squirm up a bit about talking about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's talking to a girl about it. Yeah, talking to a girl about it. Whereas I just, yeah. And I find that weird because it's like for us, um, it's just that's something we talk about all the time. And then so I don't even flinch when I guess... Greg and his friends or my and he, it comes up in conversation over a few beers or they're just making jokes about something that happened on a job site so for me I'm sort of even flinching yeah. then you get a guy on his own talking about it with a girl or you know in a clinical setting and it's all of a sudden squeamish like yeah, anyway definitely. so 
digressing, but let's get back to so why stools are so important. So where do we start really? Oh, look, I, you know, as always using Clinique mm. as an example, I always say to my clients, your bowel movements are like a, a map for me to understand what's going on in your digestive system. <laughs> Literally what's coming out is telling me a lot about what's going on inside. And look, I must use a little disclaimer there because that's not always the case. Yeah, no, it's very true. Yeah, some people have amazing bowels and you can see that there's toxicity in their yeah. body and they're, but they're like, no, I have a bowel motion every day. It's welcome. But as a general rule, like it's, a very good um, indicator for you and I as to what's going on in their digestive system, how they're breaking down their food, how they're absorbing their nutrients, how they're dealing with fats, hormones. Like there's so much that you can get from Apu. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so, so much. So for for us, um, it's very, very integral to understanding what's going on mm-hmm. by how that stool is being passed, what it's looking like, its frequency and so forth. So you know, for us to have someone come in um, and talk to them about their health and not talk about their bowel functions. It would just it just doesn't even it's make like sense. It's like the biggest missing piece of the puzzle. Because yeah. we need to know what's going oh, on absolutely. there. Absolutely. And it's so I think important, which is why we're really excited, I think, about doing this podcast Strangely. for people <laughs> to understand <laughs> their own bowels. So yeah, I yeah. think when we again have clients at the start, a lot of them actually just don't know you're yeah. asking them questions about their bowel movements they're like oh, oh i don't yeah. know well, they'll I say normal really... oh yeah it's normal and then my next question is what's <laughs> to me click what's normal for you yeah do you know what i mean then you kind of start asking your cool questions oh, no. or do you have any digestive issues no 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 everything's pretty good everything's normal okay well what's normal for you and then yeah and they're like oh well you know i go once every three to four days bang that's not normal so let's break that down and talk about that or, yeah yeah so definitely yeah and also a lot of people just don't look so yeah. we're not asking people to obviously get their hands into the toilet bowl, but Stop essentially, that's it. Essentially, I Pay find attention. you ask people and they actually aren't really looking and they don't I, know. Do you so, find it strange when people go, I don't look? I'm like, how do you not look? Like, yeah. I'm like, you're lying. You're lying to you me. Do like, look. who doesn't look like? <laughs> Yeah. It's one of those things that I think we get people very quickly starting to take more notice. Yeah. So, or they might look, but they haven't really thought about what's the yeah. consistency like yeah. and all those things. So. Yeah, knowing and understanding your bowels is really important. And yeah. then it's really important, I think, too, um, for people with families so Definitely. that they can talk to their kids about Absolutely. their bowels as yeah. well. I find, um, like, even for a lot of people, like, even friends and clients, mothers start becoming very aware of their own bowel motions when yes. they have children. Yeah. Because then, obviously, children, like, it's like one, it's like people are so onto children's bowel health and their poos being, mm. stools, whatever, being, like, a marker of, you know, adolescent health or even, you know, younger than that. But... They, it's a marker of health overall throughout an entire lifespan. It's not just you grow up and who then gives a shit about your shit. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not it. Like, yeah. it's for all of for the rest of our life, like your, your bowels and what's going on there and your digestive function is a very, very big indicator to what's going on yeah, for you definitely. at any given time. Definitely. So should we um, start to move on and we'll look at the different variations of the stools? Yeah. Um, I guess we could talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, the... Bristol stool Bristol chart, stool which chart. has been around forever, but essentially, you mm. know, that's moving from one end of the spectrum yeah, through to the other. It's probably a good gauge for people. Like, I don't actually do you use? I no, don't ever never. use it. I don't. I've got. I think there's a picture around. I did it somewhere. once for. A, I got it up for a lady. Um, yeah. for a for a client for her child because we need. Uh, so we yeah, needed yeah. to make 
check poo checking fun for him so he actually yeah, right. put a chart and then on the back of the day each thing he got to mark yeah. aside what his poo was like and just put a little star there so that was yep. the only time I've used the Bristol yep. stool chart to make it fun for yep. <laughs> <laughs> it can be good as a visual aid but I think when yeah. you just know what to ask I yeah think you it's get not, a pretty yeah. good indication so so sort of, I think if we start at, yeah, kind of one end and we start talk about the very loose. So <laughs> we've kind of got the absolute end of the scale of like diarrhea, like watery, diarrhea, um, explosive diarrhea. I just thought we probably should have put it like a disclaimer on this Ooh. at the start. <laughs> <laughs> but like, don't, don't listen to this while you're eating, out yeah, to lunch true. with your friends. <laughs> very true. I didn't oh, think well. about that. Look. Sorry, guys, if this makes you squirmish, you might want to just consider what yeah. you're doing. But we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of talking about poo. So here yeah, we go. Here we go. Um, but, yeah, so watery diarrhea is one extreme. One and extreme. Usually with that type of diarrhea, like really, really watery, we'd probably be dealing a lot of the time with some sort of, like, gastroenteritis say, like situation. Like bacterial or viral. yeah. So it's usually, infection. yeah, you, you you know you feel sick, you've got the nausea, you've eaten something, Sometimes you might even fever bit of... and sweating exactly. involved. And... That's mm. it. So often that there's that sort of diarrhea and it may not last as long. It could be a Hopefully couple of... Hopefully for the person's sake yeah, it doesn't last that long. It. But I have seen it last for weeks and weeks for people too with really horrendous yeah. gut infections. Yeah, like campylobacter. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> a month. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, my a month God. Every morning. Yeah. That would just be awful. Yep, yep. Didn't know any better back then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I would also say, though, that we do sometimes see that horrendous looseness with um, imbalances of bacteria oh, in the definitely, gut. Yeah. Just in general, which or can be post imbalances. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I guess some sorts of really um, insane food reactivities, like if someone's really mm. pushed yeah. <laughs> the limit with yeah. maybe their just... reactivities, they can have like pretty horrendous explosive diarrhea. Yeah. Without a doubt. Definitely. But then from there we would move on to more of like a, a looseness. Yeah. yeah. Like, so what we'd say, like what will you kind of categorise? Like obviously the watery stools is a, an extreme form of yeah. diarrhea, but then there's just diarrhea. Yeah. So people who there's still consistency to yeah. the stool, like it's, it's still it's not just clear, watery you yeah. know, stuff. This is more like we're talking there is still colour to it, but there's yeah. just no shape, form. Yeah. It's know. like the cow pat sort of style. Yeah. Almost. Like yeah. it's kind of really just completely just Cow patty, yeah. Do you do feel like cow patty still got a bit too much consistency? Probably too much consistency. Yeah. Or like, only because I have exactly. cows. Exactly. I was just like, hang on. Yeah, because different cows. <laughs> yeah, there's different poos. Because like yeah. I look, I think of a cow patty, and I'm just like, Greg and I will quite often have discussions, like even about Neil our bull when he's mm. churning them on out. Why was he? Because <laughs> like, they can be quite well formed. They're too. quite well formed. Like, like you got to take into consideration the distance they're dropping from the cows <laughs> before true. they hit the ground. Like if they're just splattering, then yeah, like that's what I would probably. Yeah. Considered diarrhea, but yep. then a good cow, a good cow patty or bull bull patty when it it kind of it's got a good yeah, you know, texture and height ones. to it. Like not I'm thinking the one, I'm thinking when we were on the, the farm. <laughs> okay, this is really feral, but we went through this stage where we used to love walking around. We'd have our gum boots on if we found a fresh cow pat that you would splat. jump in it and yeah. just splatter it all. <laughs> I don't know it's really you feral. Know you know what we did with them once? My brother made this PVC pipe golf ball gun you know where you can put the hairspray trick you spray them hairspray and there's actually like a flint trigger in there and you can yeah. put golf balls in them and shoot golf balls and they go for like hundreds it's a massive epically powerful thing and they're dangerous 
as you know so you shouldn't really make them or have them pretty sure they're illegal but so what we decided to do was i'd walk around and get the firmer cow patties and just pack that into the end of the golf ball gun and just shoot people with oh, cow. that would have hurt <laughs> I, <only> did. <laughs> I just had a great afternoon one time just nailing people that were drinking at our place just with cow crap but anyway that's um, another story so <laughs> well let's say yeah those sort of fresher looser ones but essentially yeah really 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 sloppy and loose mm, so, yeah, yeah. there's no there's no form there, no at, form all. there at all yeah um, and I would generally start to be looking at the diet there. Definitely diet and definitely microbial balance. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Of what's going on in the gut. So food intolerance is microbial balance. Mm-hmm. What's driving these, this diarrhea. And sometimes people have this and it can, this is not like something that's more acute, like the watery style stuff mm. we're experiencing where, but you know, clients or people are experiencing with the loose, looser bowels. Like some times people have diarrhea and they have it for weeks or oh, years. Or months. just ongoing. Like, just totally. ongoing. And that's just normal for them. Totally they're normal. Like every morning they get up, they have a really loose sort of diarrhea yeah. type stool and, and might, that's just what happens. And that's just what happens, yeah. Or conversely, they'll have a stool like that and then they may not go for a couple of days yeah. and then they'll have another one. So yeah. they might go every couple of days. But All they might do... Um, a more well-formed stool a couple of times a week and mm. then the rest of the time. So it's kind of intermittent that they'll yeah. do these loose ones. Yeah, so, I do, do get that. Like mm. it's like they that constipation where they're not actually having a bowel motion. So for a couple of days and then when they do go, it's just – Yeah, it's, it's like just it like completely – the body just expels, expels everything and, and then it just builds up again and then, and then it expels it. It's the yeah. bucket analogy again, see? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good old bucket. That's it. <laughs> so then we would move on to more of, I guess – it's still a little bit, you're thinking like a little bit of the looseness that's yeah. there, but there's a bit more of a form. Yeah. Like that might be like the Mr. Sort of Whippy style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah just sort of still like not holding together properly. But, but not what we consider diarrhea. Yeah. 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 So that's that again still is – so we're talk, at the moment I guess we've got phasing through things that aren't normal if we're moving our yeah. way through the Bristol stool chart. So even still that, that looser style, better form, is mm-hmm. still not 100% a healthy bowel motion yeah. by any means. Um, and realistically for even that type of bowel movement, like it's very, very similar picture that we're looking at. Yeah, and the other thing still, we might be asking about um, – when we're seeing those types of stool, if there's a little bit of mucus or anything like that yeah. there in the stool, because that might constitute more inflammation happening. Or sometimes if they're quite um, fatty would be the other mm. thing that we'd be asking with that. So we might be seeing some fat malabsorption even yeah, happening yeah. with those sort of looser sort of yeah. stark ones. And that I think when it gets like that too, it can be quite sticky. Yeah. Um, so people might be having those sort of claggy, sticky ones. Yep. Um, and that can often come back to like, Hey, how well are you absorbing your fat or how well are you breaking it down? And then, mm. and to come back to like the liver and the gallbladder, which is so obviously so manipulated yep. by gut bacteria, which brings us back to gut bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. there's, um, yeah, there's a lot in that as well mm-hmm. that we can get. So hence, I'm sure you guys can start to understand why this is so important. Yeah, for sure. Um, so all of those bowel movements so far aren't normal. No, yeah. not at all. They're not what we're wanting to see. Um, and as you can see, they all sort of can dictate different things happening within the gut itself or mm. from a food reactivity point of view. Yeah. And then other sort of organs. There can be some other signs happening there through to, um, yeah, gallbladder function, liver function. So, mm. yeah. Then I guess in the middle is the probably what we deem more a normal mm-hmm. normal stool. Like yeah. something that if we, if we are, like so questions that we, we would say, would constitute a normal stool like is it well formed is it easy to pass 
Is it um, a normal normal brownish colour? Mm-hmm. No blood, no mucus, minimal undigested food. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so that sort of stool we're looking for is all holding together. It's um, yeah, essentially it's well formed. Yeah, um, and then it's not super hard to pass yeah. either. So it just comes out nice and easy. Yeah, um, and there's no sort of pain or discomfort or anything like that with it. Um, and then, as you said, really important, the colour. So we're yeah. looking for a, a nice sort of mid-brown colour. It might vary a it little does, bit, of course, on depending eating. on what you've had. Yeah. Um, but we're not looking – we definitely don't want it like super, super dark, almost like a dark blackish colour. Or super, super light. Definitely. So that can mean different things too. So, you know, if we're seeing kind of blackish sort of colours, there could be some blood happening yeah. higher up in the digestive tract. Yeah. There could be – you could be having too much charcoal. Yeah. <laughs> Just randomly eating too much charcoal, yeah. <laughs> um, and then that was or, pretty cool. Or, activated or, charcoal's cool for that. Like yeah. I remember the, <laughs> the first poo I did after ab, my first dose of activated charcoal. Like I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, you I do. Was like, oh my god, what's going on? I'm like, and then you, you sort of trek back through what you eat, and you're like, oh, that's right, I had some activated yeah. charcoal. Huh? That was just the coolest thing. The other the one that got me was squidding. <laughs> I had squidding pasta oh, when we were right. away in Italy yeah, right. and I forgot about that and I was like yeah. whoa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a black beetroot's another one that freaks mm. people out like I remember I had like I made I can't remember if we talked about this on a podcast but beetroot kombucha oh, and just okay. what the colour that that chain I freaked out I'm like oh yeah. my god I'm bleeding internally I'm yeah. losing everything and, and I tracked back through I actually rang my mum having a meltdown <laughs> and then she's because she's such a nurse and obviously sees kids mm. with these kinds of things all the time like watermelon and she's yeah. and I'm like oh, I did I had all this beetroot kombucha that I made and yeah mum's just like well there you go darling stop having a meltdown you're not dying <laughs> yeah beetroot's an important one actually yeah. because it generally will like it'll Taint. give that that tint to the stool but you'll look in the water and it starts to leach out of the yeah. stool and look kind right, of like, like a red blood, blood. <laughs> yeah so yeah always think about before you freak out yeah. have I just had beetroot <laughs> yeah. the last few days or watermelon apparently too I haven't noticed that with watermelon I've never noticed yeah. it mum was saying it with kids like parents bring their kids into yeah. ed like the emergency department and they're like kids bleeding from the yeah, wow. time, and then you go back through and it's like well you actually just let them eat half a watermelon yeah. so it's kind of gone through them <laughs> <laughs> definitely so, so yeah that's that's the standard of what we're looking for when we're looking that's our it. that's our poop standard folks yeah, like. definitely. <laughs> um and then it starts to push to the other side so we might start to have it's it's well formed but it's it's starting to get really nodgly and pallidy and, and, and actually a little yeah. bit harder to pass harder to pass and really quite, dry yeah and sometimes people will say like they kind of look at it and there's cracks in it like mm. and that's kind of like almost from compaction and from compaction yeah. too and mm-hmm. yeah just sitting in the bowel for too long even like yeah. that so there's a few things there so obviously i suppose Compared from what we were just talking about, which is a good stool, like the exterior of the stool is quite smooth. There's not mm-hmm. cracks into it, and yeah, like yeah, that that whole like stone, like pallety stone on stone look, I guess. That dry the, look, like I think yeah. of that desert floor, yeah. you know, yeah, like what where it's yeah. just devoid of enough fluid and so forth you know we just we don't want it looking like that and that's where those types of stools can come back to basics like hydration has that person had enough water um you know is it potentially even a fiber issue of course too are they having enough to create that bulk and push them through enough and frequently because otherwise it can as you said get really compacted and then basically sitting around too long in your system yeah and conversely 
to that rushing through, the last thing we want is stool sitting around for too long because yep. stool is matter you don't need in your body anymore and if it's sitting around it starts to cause endotoxins mm-hmm. which is just a fancy way of saying that internal toxin production yeah which obviously um, if it can't get out of your body recirculates back exactly. through your bowel or back into your bloodstream so that's why people with constipation tend to be more sluggish and feel toxic, a little bit more yeah. toxic and gross and have skin yeah. issues and that sort of sluggish tendency yeah. within their body i have a client that actually um gave me the best terminology for this like in just when people who are chronically constipated like and this came from her mum I think so people who are chronically constipated and they just start to get angry and it's just like that yes. whole thing. it's called shit livid like <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, that's what I thought as well idea because <laughs> the um you know in um Chinese medicine the liver is the seat as such as um a what am I trying to say? Too many things at once. Yeah, essentially the liver's all about anger in Chinese oh, medicine. okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, so much to do with, oh, it just makes sense. But when she told me that, like, I was just like, that is the best term because it makes so much sense. Like, people just being shit livid. Like, <laughs> just need to go and have a good poop first. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. And then at the end of the spectrum is just like completely just blocked up it's so blocked up hardly passing anything if anything it might be a couple of little pellets and so forth yeah. so you know that's starting to push into that full constipation picture yeah. um which is really what we're just talking about but a lot more severe but of mm. course with these areas too we're, we're considering bacterial balance because yeah. it is definitely going to be some types of bacterial imbalances that will cause more of a constipation type situation. Yep. Absolutely. So agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't talk about those variations with obviously not talking about frequency. Yeah. So, so definitely we're going to have with the looser type stools, there's obviously going to be a lot of frequency. So we might have someone going anywhere from, it could be, as we said, just once a day, yep. but usually it can be multiple times, times a day. day. And yep. I think both of us have seen some pretty crazy amounts of oh, times I've in a day. Had some, yeah. Just some awful stories. Like, oh, they just actually like, you don't like, you try and keep your clinic face on sometimes, but people are telling you these stories and yep. you're just like, you poor thing. Like, Aww. Just like even – and then the, the anxiety that comes yeah. with things like that as well for people with like chronic loose bowels that they can't go out. They have mm. to they have to basically time their life around their bowel motions because yeah. they, they can't be in certain places or certain meetings if they – you know, it's just – it becomes a lot. It's not just, it's oh, you've got diarrhea. It's like this is controlling your life. You yeah. have to choose where you can eat, who you can socialise yeah. with, what you can do at work, what you can't do at work, yeah. where you're driving. Like I have people that have to have, – have had to – I'm like playing where all the rest stops are because yeah. if they're going on long drives with yeah. partners or family and friends, that's in, that's awful for yeah, them. Like definitely. knowing full well that they don't have that much control that they may just have to do a, a bush dash. Yeah. Or, but yeah. like it's not, it's definitely not something to laugh about. It's mm. it's awful for them. And they just telling you these stories like that's their normal. Yeah. And you're just thinking, hey, you poor thing. Like you've been going through this sometimes yeah. years with by the time we see them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so – so true. Frequency so true. is important. It's very important. So even though if we were just to ask someone about their, their stool in regards to its consistency, like we're just talking about that well-formed stool, um, but then we're like, and how often do you pass it? And they're like, oh, I do that twice a week. That's not yeah, ideal. That's so not ideal either. We want to see someone having those types of well-formed stools daily at least. At least, So yeah. once a day, some people will go twice. Yeah. Even sometimes people yeah. go up to three times a day. If it's that type of stool we're talking about, 
that's good. That's depending fine. on obviously other factors going on. Yeah, like yeah, as long yeah. as they're feeling healthy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anything too frequently matched with the wrong type of stool um, yeah. is obviously something that we're going to have a red flag over. Yeah. And anything that's too infrequent mm-hmm. matched with even the right type of stool yeah, is exactly. also something that needs a red flag or the wrong type of stool. But yeah, yeah there's definitely. there's definitely, and it is, there is room to move in that in saying that it, there it's not as black and white as that for everyone. Like mm-hmm. you will have someone when you get their bowel up to where it needs to be and digestively they're feeling good. Like they might just have that one bowel motion, you know, five days out of the week and then they skip a day yeah. like that's And that just, it maybe is their normal, but yeah. Diet, you just you, it's very symptom based for them as well. Yeah. There's so much so much else that comes into it and that comes down to good case taking on our behalf. Yeah, and them becoming very aware of what their normal is. So mm-hmm. there is some people will be those two to three a day good healthy stools, and then mm. some people might be that one where they skip a day here and there. Mm. Ideally, not too often, but mm. and that can be just lifestyle driven yeah, as well, definitely. can't it? Like you might just have had different food over the weekend or had a meal out that's yeah. a little different for your system or it could be stress-related. Stress, I was going to say stress is usually yeah. the one I find. But, yeah, so it's just it's finding what that – getting that bow to a healthy set and yeah. then determining what that normal is for you or yeah. what that normal should be. So definitely, that's definitely something we spend a lot of time focusing yeah. on. So. Actually, the other thing I think we should mention when we talk about the – frequency and the consistency is um your cycles for women so generally just it to expect for majority of women it's not all the same but you'll generally get constipated constipated yes (laughs) leading up to your period because of that progesterone rise Mm -hmm. and then usually just as you get your period and the progesterone drops yeah you'll tend to get maybe a little bit of looseness or usually it's like quite a large stool that passes but there can tend to be a little bit of looseness to it yeah and that's going to vary from woman to woman yeah um but it shouldn't obviously if it's extremes of that and women are getting like crazy diarrhea through the period that's not that's not great yeah but i think it's important to point out that if you are experiencing a little bit of that around that pmt time into the start of your period that you're not freaking out and going oh my god something's wrong it's like yeah, no that's, that's your normal. progesterone that's your progesterone yeah, yeah. exactly that's oh, i love that feeling yeah. it's just like all just oh, tight and everything's like <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like I'm, everything's so full it's just, it's just like, like oh my god i'm gonna feel pop any more like crap right now yeah, exactly <laughs> oh god oh. I love but, um, progesterone. It's yeah. so great. <laughs> oh. So let's move on from there and probably talk about a few other things that we, we've we already touched on a little bit, but um, other markers that we look for in the stool. Yeah. So yeah. mucus we mentioned. Mucus um, is something I always ask. And getting totally gross, but we do talk about this with our clients. There are varying degrees of mucus as well. Mm. So there's clear mucus, there's yellow mucus, mm-hmm. there's white mucus, like, and different types of mucus can give us an idea of what's going on too. So yeah. some people will come like, and it's, it's gross, but I have had clients that come in when they first come in to see me and sometimes back to those very watery stools, they're mm. just crapping mucus. Mm, like, same. And that's just like, Oh yeah. And that's just such a sign. There's so much chronic infection in that yeah. GI. Like it's yeah. just, so yeah. Very strong inflammatory signs. Yeah. So you if, see it with a lot of irritable bowel disease, yeah. don't you? Like yeah. ulcerative colitis and so forth. Yeah. 
I've actually seen it even just with really strong dairy intolerances yeah. like that have been ongoing. Yeah. And if that's the one thing you change and you pull that and it just goes away so quickly. Or polyps. Yeah. yeah. They have that. The like Obviously, a colonoscopy is generally something that's tied in somewhere mm. along with the gastro tied in with what we're doing. And the polyps are taken out and that kind of crazy, like, infective-style mucus clears up yeah. pretty quickly. So yeah. Interesting with the dairy that you say that because, you know, dairy is so mucus producing. Yeah, yeah, true. So that yeah. mucus production. Yeah. Yeah, not yep. good. So, yeah, mucus in a stool is certainly something that you don't um, want to be seeing. So yeah. that's – you want to be keeping your eye out for that. If you're seeing any mucus-like substance there, mm. um, particularly frequency of that, um, really important, something you need to investigate. The other would be blood. <laughs> Blood's a bit of a warning. Yeah. And, look, you can have – this is a really important one because it varies a lot. Yeah. So it might be – just really random that there's a tiny bit of fresh blood there and that might be a little tear around oh. the actual anus itself or yeah, like some people hemorrhoid. get a little bit of a hemorrhoid. And most, I guess people tend to know if they've had that in the past, like yeah. a hemorrhoid or a little bit of a fissure or something. So it's that fresher blood. It's and like it's, bright, it's more bright red. It's bright red on the toilet paper. Yeah. Um, that's so, not as much of a concern. And generally, no. if you go to the GP, they'll ask you, is it dark or is it bright red? If it's bright red, they'll generally say it's a hemorrhoid. And we would generally say the same thing. We would obviously look into why. Like, if this mm. has been happening for you, obviously, we'd be like, well, if you're getting these little tears and so forth, you know, is there a lot of dysregulation with the bowels, which yeah. will come into, okay, well, let's get your gut functioning better. Is there connective tissue issues? Yeah. Yeah, like how, how, how good is just the, you know, your basic mineral yeah. status to make healthy tissue? Yeah, like, exactly. Or are you, like, compacted and, yeah, you know, these horrible stools are finally passing through yeah. and ripping everything apart. <laughs> so, you know, you've got a few issues there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Otherwise, we have what we call a cold blood where there's actually Dark blood. darker blood within the stool. And that's more of a, a troublesome sign for us because it means that there's bleeding in the, the digestive GI somewhere. tract. Yeah. So that definitely needs investigation. And, and that might be anything from, yeah, you look at the stool, as I said before, it's quite dark. It's in the toilet bowl and you can see like actual blood leaching out of it mm. into the the bowl so yeah if you haven't been eating beetroot Treat. or beetroot um, kombucha <laughs> that's one to definitely jump on top of um undigested food undigested food yeah i find this is a a common one and that there's obviously the usual suspects like this is what i say to my clients i'm mm -hmm. like you know do you ever notice any undigested food so things that like corn is a mm -hmm. typical one don't stress about that nuts and seeds mm -hmm. i find this really comes down to if people not chewing their food properly and yeah. eating too quick. So you're like, oh, just, there's lots of nuts and seeds. I'm like, how do you actually like chew your food? Oh, yeah. no, I was in a hurry, right? Okay, yeah. so if your teeth can't break, if your teeth aren't breaking that down, your digestive system yeah. doesn't stand a chance, you yeah. know? So just things like that, I guess, put them into perspective. Mm. But things that you don't want to see are like things that really should, even if they're not chewed 100% properly, um, that the digestive system should have the capacity mm. to break down. So mm. if you're noticing, sounds really random, but say even just things like the odd lettuce, you know, mm. you know, yeah, like, this is something that we do see. It sounds weird saying it and people hearing it, but that's a really strong sign that there's something yeah. not going right digestively for you yeah. because from an enzymatic capacity and an integral capacity, our gut should be able to break down those really like more, I would say, simple yeah, you know foods and things oh like yeah, that. If they're not doing that, and this is a regular occurrence in your bowel. Then you really want we you really want to be looking at what's going on and mm. why it's not, because then there's so yeah. much else that comes down from that. If you if you can't break down like you know cooked vegetables or you know lettuce leaves or spinach or something like that, how are you absorbing your nutrients? Yeah, that's it. And that you're right. You'll 
you'll have clients that will say they can see pieces of, say, broccoli in the stool. Mm. Um, the other one, like meat fibres, actually fibers, seeing that yeah. passing through. That's, yeah. that's highly problematic. Yeah. We don't want that in the stool. No. Um, so that's something to, to certainly look out for, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Smells and odours. <laughs> oh, don't we love oh. the smells and odours oh. of a good stool? <laughs> oh, Look, generally, generally a really good healthy bowel shouldn't produce stinky stools. Odor. It yeah. shouldn't be it like shouldn't that. It shouldn't be like that. If you are literally one of those people that are producing death when you walk out mm-hmm. of the bathroom, there's something going on. Like it's a bacterial thing, the food's sitting in there too long and just fermenting and festering like there's there ideally it's not like there's all there's going to be some sort of smell but it should not be offensive like if you're clearing rooms or people can't walk (laughs) into the bathroom for 10 minutes after you've been in there or you're even offending yourself like (laughs) (laughs) so just just sort that out (laughs) and of course diet as well like if someone's got a really appalling diet that's going to be an issue fat and just processed meat and yeah yeah. Um, I was gonna, <laughs> when my family, um, I don't know, I don't think my mum and dad listen to this podcast. Sorry, dad, if you do listen. <laughs> when they come to stay, Damien and I don't and never have had air freshener in the. Oh, yeah, we don't like, either. I'm just like, well, I think don't. I bought a can once because I thought it was the done thing to do in a bathroom. Yeah. It's been sitting in our bathroom for like, I reckon, like nine years. Like, yeah. And never, yeah, anyway, you go with so, your story. Yeah, we just don't have it in there. And so literally that you know there's a window in the toilet if you need to we'll just open that a little bit just out of being polite but we've never really needed to <laughs> yeah, when can see where mum and dad going. come to stay and it's dad will go in there and then he'll come out and i'll walk ugh, i'll walk in oh, afterwards yuck. and i'm just like oh gross and he's just like we well, don't have any air freshener i'm like air freshener doesn't fix it anyway it just adds to the potency of shit you have to breathe in like <laughs> if you need air freshener that's what i said to him dad if you need air freshener something's wrong with your yeah. gut like if you need that air freshener to disguise that vile smell oh. then get your gut sorted oh. the worst like, the worst just... one is like i remember when we were kids similar story like with your dad but then you know there's just the joke when you go camping with mountain oh, stuff the, yep. a- the agb have you uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, st- the things that have, i have witnessed or not witnessed like actually physically seen but had to oh, oh from men just being Oh, like it's yeah. well, I shouldn't actually just stereotypic it's like make it men, but just yeah, <laughs> that's probably a bit wrong. But oh, I'm just like, this is no okay, guys. No. Like, <laughs> it's such a sign, isn't it? And yeah. you know, the other one I've noticed is um, when we've had parents come in with their kids mm. and they talk about their kids' yeah, just bowels that, being disgusting, just that smell, yeah, like or... that just not being okay. So, you know, because how people like, so I'm great with visual stuff, like visually, mm. like vomit, operation, anything gross gory i can watch it it doesn't bother me smells are my Mm. thing that just trigger an upchuck reflex so for me (laughs) like yeah same thing like when you kid like walking into the toilet after your dad's been in there or your brother or something you know they've had a night a big night on the beers and just you get that you know oh it's it's just true it makes me want to vomit just thinking about it like i just i can't do smells yeah can't do smells of vomit this is why I think, like, I like, I know everyone says, like, when you have kids, like, it's you don't feel that way about your own baby's crap. I think I would. Like, yeah. the thought of changing a nappy for me, like, I just, like, I remember when my nieces were born, like, I just couldn't do it. And mum would be like, just harden up. And Trent's like, I've got to do it. Like, I'm just like, no. Nah. 
dog shit nah Ugh. yeah so bad no okay. it's such a sign i know we've joked about putting <laughs> signs on the public toilets up here in the floor that we're on i just oh. or even when i used to the place i used to work i used to say oh, i'm going to put up a sign that just basically says if you leave a offensive stool here that you've just passed that stinks yeah, like this or sloppy all like over the, the place yeah, like, oh, come and see us and get that fixed yeah true like, that's a good point oh my too. god like, it <laughs> what about what Dame, oh, we like to mention what Damien did in his workplace or with the, uh, probably not the, oh yeah yeah I, there's other dodgy things so oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the photo yeah yeah that's gold I said to him the other day so Damien actually like there was a, a bit of offensive stuff going on in the bathrooms to do with people just not cleaning up after mm. themselves and stuff. So Damien actually took a photo and emailed it to everyone in the office <laughs> just saying that this is not okay and others shouldn't have to deal with it. And I think good on – I said to Damien the other day when he was in here, I'm like, just told me that. I'm like, good on you, man. Because like, Greg's told me some horror stories about job sites like because they'll have a whole building site and there's one portal. And you imagine yeah. a bunch of blokes. Greg's like, I just point blank refuse to use a portal oh, yeah. on, a, on a job site with a bunch of guys who typically speaking most of them on a tradie diet. Like yeah. – Oh, I'm just like I. I wouldn't. <laughs> I won't even tell you what I said. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but there's just so much wrongness there. Yeah, so. oh, such a big sign. Yeah, which obviously, yeah, is <laughs> the same with gas. You know, yeah, like as yeah. far as flatulence goes, everyone. I think we've talked about this before. Like yeah. everyone's going to have a bit of gas here and there, but. Yeah offensive, really stinky gas, lots of it, really, um, particularly it's really sulfury and stinky. Like, again, it's a sign of a bacterial imbalance or reactivity to food. Um, Yeah, again, just we we don't want to be seen (laughs) that. I just think of so many conversations between the boys, just even about those, uh, yeah. It's not get, funny, get it sorted. Get it sorted is the end story, yeah. It might be funny to chat about whatever, but it's not okay. Um, um, yeah, I guess. And we sort of oiliness as well. Yeah, I think we can't, do we kind of cover that, I suppose, with the looseness and the diarrhea part. But sometimes people say to me, like, there's like an oil slick in the toilet, like around their stool. So that's a real mm. fat malabsorption sign. Quite often, mm. yeah. So if you are noticing that as well, the good old oil slick yeah. in the water, that's, um, that's a big sign of some digestive stuff yeah. going on too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you kind of mentioned this a little bit before, but it's taking all of that into consideration. And if you've been working on your digestion and working on having a healthy diet and so forth, it's then not flipping it the other way and stressing too, too much, much about the That's, perfect yeah. healthy poo yeah. slash stalls. Because this is, and this yeah. is definitely something that I see. And then I, I know because we're so, we're so like poop focused and mm. it is such an important part, but it's also realizing that there's again so many things that once you get your diet let's digress Carissa and explain your story properly (laughs) once you get your your digestive system to a state where it's functioning well and you're eating well and you're eating the right foods for you and say 80 back to my 80 20 rule but 80 percent of the time you're having a healthy bowel motion and you know think things are pretty much 80 to 90 percent of the time going on for you don't stress if you have that one or two where they don't like mm-hmm. and fixate on every little pain or you know because that whole stress associated with it is not healthy mm-hmm. either but it's more about like putting into perspective like we are going to sometimes be more stressed than other times with it and that might lock your bowels up or it might cause a little bit of looseness or 
um, you know, you eat different foods and that just uh -huh. might slow things down for a day or two. But it's, it's just more about how things come back to into normal and it, it's the frequency again of these occurrences that's yeah. more of a thing to fixate on. So I do find and it's great that people become so aware and so in touch with what's going on with their digestive system, but it's so important not to then flip it and become too obsessed because mm -hmm. that itself is not a healthy stress, Yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> well said. <laughs> And let's just finish off by covering just some of the basics, sort of dietary basics that we would advise for creating nice, healthy stools. Mm. Um, obviously, there's a whole spectrum of things and it comes down to the individual. But essentially, um, when it comes to creating a healthy stool, um, I think we're calling it the, the three Fs. The three Fs. Uh-huh. Fiber, fitness and fluid intake. <laughs> Very dietetic. Like it. But they're, they're like, can't you can't underestimate the impact of exercise on your gut microbiota yeah. and everything like that. Like if you're eating, I know we've said this before, but if you're eating a great diet and everything else is in check, but you're not getting off your ass and exercising mm -hmm. and you're wondering why your bowels are a bit sluggish and a bit... Get up and exercise. Mm. That is, it will change things for you. Like there's yeah. just so much in the biochemical processes of exercising for so many reasons that we've talked about before, but even down to having a healthy bowel motion. Definitely. Fitness needs to be in there. Adequate fluid intake. So that is your water. If you're a person who struggles to drink water, like Jess, like you said the other day, you can even get an app on your phone now to remind mm. you to drink water. Yeah, called Hydrate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really, really cool. If you don't want the app, set a reminder on your phone. You need to be aiming for at least a litre and a half of water yeah. a day. And if you're a coffee drinker, that needs to be more. If you're an excessive exerciser and sweater, you really need to keep an eye on that and your electrolytes at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, it's funny. You'll notice it um, through into the cooler months. Like we'll have clients just not realising that their water intake has dropped off yeah. and they'll come in and you'll be noticing changes in their bowels like that and go through everything. And it's really easy for, what like you were saying about just before, to get a little bit um, hung up and go, oh, you know, has there been something I've eaten? Is it something going on with my gut? And then yeah. you go through things. It's just like, no, you've actually just not been drinking enough yeah. water. You just haven't exercised for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. just, yeah. That's it. And fibre, of course. So yeah. a diversity of fibre. Diversity of fibre. Really yeah. important. So we want enough of the you know, the insolubles and the solubles, solubles we want to create that beautiful bulk to the stool, but we also want to have that nice sort of um, ability for it to sort of move through yeah. too. So, fibre's, and fibre is so important for, for so many things. Like, we can do a podcast. podcast on fibre, actually. I'll just add that to the list. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, fibre is important, guys. So obviously, and this is where obviously certain styles of diets and things like that that are more um, grain or carbohydrate devoid or even like, low starch like there's that really can start to impact your bowels from a fiber oh point God, of view usually. like there's and fiber is can be like all well, foods that contain fibers usually as a component or as the component are prebiotic in nature so not mm. only do they support a healthy stool they support a healthy microbiota in the gut and mm -hmm. again that's just crucial like you're feeding the good guys mm -hmm. so yeah definitely back to whole foods yes and if you're experiencing lots of looseness with your bowels as far as what you can do i mean and it's probably more investigating that with the things we we're talking about earlier with food intolerances yeah. um gastrointestinal infections or bacterial imbalances so it's not as easy as like oh you know i'm gonna just up my fiber yeah, and try and create a bit more bulk. Yeah, yeah. like it's you know it's a little bit more tricky so mm. i'd say with the looseness it needs investigation more yeah. so there's not really any sort of 
basic things that you can look at first yeah. in regards to yeah. those sort of three F things. That no, we're I'd say they're about. definitely more for constipation three yeah. Fs, aren't they? But yeah, even yeah. then too, like they're great for just general constipation. But when you start dealing with things like you know methane dominant SIBO, yeah. those three things aren't going to work. Or yeah. they, they're going to yeah. help maybe, but yeah. there's conditions beyond those. Definitely, just the basics, which is where we come in. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. What a fun topic. What a fun topic. <laughs> I mean, we've got any interesting poo stories we need to share with our audiences. <laughs> I've got so many when it comes to like travel and horrendous places that I found myself. It's funny when you're talking about the the looseness and like being, those clients being in horrendous oh, situations. Being in those, like, oh my oh. God, like being overseas and just stuck in places oh. and God, it's horrible. That's honestly like so my horrible. worst nightmare. Like that when I think about the thing that I would just hate the most and that would just be yeah. having some kind of chronic, you know, loose in a, in a country where you just couldn't be in you. Because I'm such a sook when something's not right with me. Yeah. Like I'm great when I'm functioning great, which is most of the time. But like if I got, say, like if I get a vomiting bug that lasts more than, you know, like I think I had one a couple of months ago for like 18 mm. hours. Remember, we couldn't work out if it was sunstroke. I'm just such a useless sook. Like I just curl <laughs> up into a ball and feel sorry for myself and want my creature comfort. So just the thought of having something like oh, that, gosh. Oh, just mortifying. I remember being in this restaurant in, I think we we're in Malaysia and we was, yeah, like a little sort of pokey restaurant. I think we were eating and it just hit me oh. and I was like, I've got to go. And I asked someone where the toilet was and I, it was kind of just past the little kitchen out the back. To the toilet. Oh. So I ran in there and it's like, cause it's Malaysia. It's just like the sort of floor squat yeah, one. Yeah, I and I was these. just like squatting down and it was just horrible. Like just <laughs> <laughs> so bad. But the problem I is. I laugh, but it just sounds so awful. The problem is like you're talking about these people and experience it. And like, I see with clients, it's like I was so stressed because when you get like that, mm. it's not just have an easy stool and it's gone. Like it's your stomach's cramping up, yeah. it's watery, and you feel like you just need to sit there and just keep going. Yeah. And you're in a public place and you know it's the only toilet. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there. Plus I'm not even sitting. I'm like hovering Squatting, on my legs. Yeah. And after a while in a squat position, you kind of have to try and change legs because oh. your legs are cramping up. <laughs> And then, like, someone starts banging oh, on the door because they want to come in, yeah. like, just saying something oh. in Malay. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This See, is I horrible. Just, I just think in tears. I just, like, ah. You pretty much are. But, yeah. I, like, you're so stressed at the same time. So, yeah. you know, oh. it's, it's that was a long time ago and I vividly remember yeah. the emotions of that. So... I just, yeah, yeah I, my heart goes out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no wonder I ended up in this profession. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> well, even like with like Tan being over in Central America and what she was telling us and she picked up her parasite yeah. and just, oh, just those stories are horrendous. But for her own dignity, I won't share them on the podcast without asking her yeah. first. <laughs> we had a story we were actually talking about it me and Tan like, so apparently we don't remember this, but mum and dad, when we were young, took us on, <laughs> here's a good pretty story, took us on our first when we were just campers. So dad used to have this old Nissan Patrol troop carrier, you know, and the seats fold up sideways like the mm -hmm. army troopies. Um, and so mum and dad were like, right, we're going to finally have a fish. The kids are on. So they locked us in the back of the troopie and they went like, so we were still on the beach, but they walked down to the shore and were casting and fishing. One of us did a shit in the back of the car, but then we've proceeded to How just, old were you? Oh, I think four and three or something. Oh, okay. Like, so we were young, like, but yep. so, but old enough to be left in the car if they yep. took the keys out. So mum and dad could finally just, we've yep. heard some horror stories of them trying to have camping trips with us when we were kids. Like dad's <laughs> like, we nearly got divorced so many times, <laughs> but this one time, so imagine camped on a beach 
beach, you've got your tent set up, you don't have running water or anything like that. They come back. One of us has done a shit in the back of the oh, car, no. but we've proceeded to paint it <gasps> all over the inside of the, <laughs> the car. So mum or dad, I don't know who came up first, but it's just seen the whole inside of the car, like just the windows, seats, everything. Me and Tanya just sitting there having a fat time painting shit everywhere. <laughs> Oh so my can you God. imagine like being camping so just and having these two feral crap covered kids a crap covered oh, no. then actually happening because you're down the beach having to physically get into your car drive with that stench back to somewhere and then have to try and get it all out of your car oh, dad's just like you two nearly <laughs> cost us our marriage like, <laughs> I just think that's that that got brought up the other night when we we're having a few beers and it was just like that's just one of those epic stories that I just think that's <laughs> full on. But I guess that probably happens to a lot of parents. I think so, yeah. yeah. Like I'm sure that everyone's got one of those kinds of stories, but I just oh, oh god. I think I think I think the only thing that makes it worse is the camping. Like you just yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, you, you can't just go and you can't like, just go and hose it out. Like yeah. you just you literally got to take the cut vehicle somewhere or just pack all your stuff up and just oh, I don't know. I don't even know what they did. We've never got past that because it's just too much laughing and just like <laughs> oh dear. Nice. <laughs> well guys um on that note, on that note. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed today's show um mm. yeah it's a really it's a really important topic so i hope um yeah it, it gives you a lot to think about and if it's something you haven't really thought about before start. you can yeah start, start taking that on board and if you've listened to this and you're like oh god i've got that or i've got that you know definitely Get an investigator. Don't freak yeah. out, but just go don't, and get yeah, it. Yeah, don't freak out. There's so much stuff with the gut that's fixable. That's what's mm. amazing. Like people come in with these chronic, chronic things like what we were talking before, like just the chronic mucus and stuff like that. But it's – I'm not saying they're easy fixes, but they are – they're fixable. Like there's yeah. so much that can be done with yeah. this. So, And as always with that, you know, from a clinical point of view, um, it sort of varies for us. It might just be – going through with some really good case taking and we can figure it out and that's it but we always have um further functional testing if yep. we need to go down that route so yeah yep. just Best. just get it sorted get it sorted um, and don't live with it to which we've probably talked about before you know if you've been to a gp and they've sort of put you in the ibs category come and see um, a practitioner <laughs> or essentially us yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll sort that out for you <laughs> All right. Well, as always, if you have any questions, comments, make sure you leave them for us. You want us to talk about anything? We've got a nice little list going now. I think we've actually got our next almost 16 podcast planned. Yeah. But that's great because people have been dropping comments and leaving what you guys want us to talk about. So we actually have a bucket load, but yeah. we want more. Like, just Definitely. throw stuff at us. Like, if it's something you want to hear about, we'll talk about it. Or someone you'd like us to talk with. We've got a yeah. few people that we'll be bringing on to chat with us. So. Yeah, any suggestions, we love hearing yep. them. They're, you know, at the end of the day, this is for you guys. Yep. Um, and, just, yeah, just um, leave us some comments and subscribe on iTunes. Yep. Um, or what's the other one? We're in SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe along and share when this drops in your social media feeds. Just hit that share, share button. The, share the love. We want to get on share out Share the there. shit love. <laughs> okay. Other than that, have a fantastic day slash afternoon, afternoon slash, slash night. weekend slash wherever, wherever you are. Yep, wherever you're at right now. <laughs> and we'll um, bring, talk to you again soon. We sure will. Bye. Bye. Ciao.